Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today by the only guy who taped the Miss U-Haul beauty pageant, Mark Paul Gosler. Hello, Mark Paul. Hello, Dashiell. I love that that's what Zach has in his private collection. Um, Mark Paul, before we get started today on a very exciting, every episode's exciting, but today especially, I thought it would be fun for the listeners to know we delayed recording one full day this week so you could go on a family ski trip, so you could be a real like the dad you were last, the dad you had last week on Say by the Bell. That was you in real life this week. I thought that's fun. Well, I was trying not to be like the dad I had last week. I was trying not to be like Derek mm. Morris. See, if I was Derek Morris, then I would just <laughs> not know my kids. Um, right. I would go on a one fishing trip. I would go to one little league game and call it a yeah. day and then wonder why my kid ended up like Zach and had a uh, YouTube series entitled Zach Morris is Trash named after him. Um, right. You would wonder how that could ever happen. How could well, that happen? I, I thought, I guess, the the way it was maybe like you being, it was, you were, you you would have been very much like Derek Morris if you were like, look, I would love to take you guys skiing, but I need to I need to do my work. I need to record this podcast. Uh, so that would have been like the OG Derek Morris move. You were the enlightened Derek Morris of like, family time matters. Work, if we want to, I mean, this is work, but this work can wait, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, and here's the thing. I, I have a, uh, if, if you call it a nine to five job, um, I'm, sure, I'm I currently will, yeah. I'm currently working on mixed dish Monday through Friday. Um, Congratulations, thank you. And then on Sundays we do this podcast, and I have a few things in development. So there are a lot of things uh, up in the air, as they say, a lot of balls up in the air. Um, sure. But yesterday, because of the weather here in California, um, I decided that uh, we would just take the key the kids up. Um, up to the local mountains here and just have a fun day playing in the snow. We didn't go skiing. We weren't around crowds. Um, it was, we, we, we kind of actually went around uh, road closed barriers. Uh, we, we were uh, breaking the law. Uh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh my God. Breaking the laws of family. That's yeah. great. It's like yeah, Ozark. Yeah. What did you <laughs> say? It was awesome. My, <laughs> my son is such a do-gooder. My, my seven-year-old son, Decker, he actually covered his face with his ski jacket when we went around mm-hmm. the road closed. He, he just Smart. said, dad, I don't think you're supposed to do this. And he covered his face. Uh, he, and he did say though, that he does do it on his video games that he plays. He's like, I okay. know what you're doing. You're, you're going around something that you shouldn't, uh, which, which right. is something that I do. Um, in my video games, and this is wrong. And I said, it, it, it's fine. We're going to be okay. And uh, we ended up having a great time. We 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 were by ourselves. We had a a great little um, family outing in the snow. And and um, you know, 
uh, here we are uh, uh, the next day doing this podcast for everyone. I, I do want to say though that I am the exact opposite of Derek Morris. I coach I, my look, kids. No one's little saying league. you're. No one. No, no, no. I'm putting Derek it out there, Dashel. Please, <laughs> sure, please allow yeah, me before before the people on Twitter skewer both of us. Um, actually, just skewer Dashel. Sure. They'll uh, just no, skewer me. I, yeah. I, I I actually don't need to. Um, you know, uh, put up my resume for, for being a parent. I'm a parent of four, sure. uh, yeah. you know, congratulations yeah. on that too. Yeah. I, I'm working so that my kids later on in life, I can pay for their therapy. How about that? That's good. And I hope you carry around a, uh, a prop badge from your NYPD blue days in the glove compartment, just in case you, you get caught going around one of those barriers. You can just be like, come on, you know, I, one I, of you guys, but you, you, you joke about that, but I, that actually, yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah. You joke about that. I didn't, I never used to, well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I do have that badge from NYPD Blue. I would never carry that, by the way. Sure. One, we're in California. Two, it's against the law. <laughs> it's big time against, impersonating yeah. police is like, yeah. it's a big no-no. Yeah. But here's the thing. When I was on NYPD Blue, I got out of tickets every once in a while. Yeah, I know you're no shocked. Way, you're, cops, you're, I, my, yeah, listeners can't see this, but my yeah. mouth actually dropped when Mark Paul said that. I was on my way back from uh, Monterey. I was up in Laguna Seca. I was actually testing out a, uh, 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 at the time, um, it was the Ford GT had just come out and I was testing it for the creator of, um, oh God, what was that game? Forza, or what was it, Gran Turismo? I think it was Gran Turismo. Anyway, he, uh, he was a fan of the GT. He invited some people up. I used to race cars. He brought me up there to sort of take journalists around on the track in uh, the Ford GT as well as others, uh, other Ford uh, products. And uh, I, I, I drove back. Obviously, I had a lot of adrenaline in my in my uh, body at sure, the time. Yeah, you're going to have a heavy foot. Yeah. Yeah, I had a pretty heavy foot. And I was on the uh, five freeway and I was going a little too fast. And, uh, you know, the lights go on behind you and you're like, oh, man, pull over. And um, the guy goes, boy, you were you were <laughs> way past the st- speed limit. I go, yes, sir, I was. <laughs> I apologize. He goes, uh, John Clark. NYPD Blue. And I go, yeah, yeah, that, uh, the, yeah. And he goes, love that show. Have a good day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, he wasn't that, even like, you got to get back to Bayside or like, he wasn't like, it's none no, of that. It's just like, no, it was NYPD Blue. N- sir. NYPD Blue. And the only other time that's ever happened was, uh, I was in Beverly Hills somewhere and, um, the guy as well noticed me for because of NYPD Blue and and, and John Clark love the show. You know they let you off with a warning. Please don't do this again. And you, you sure you, sure you you you're like grateful that you didn't get a ticket. Um, but that doesn't happen. By the way, I I have gotten tickets <laughs> since then. I am no longer a part of that brotherhood. Uh, yeah, you know some brotherhood. They kicked you to the curb. As soon they as kicked the show me to the curb. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it was a nice little perk being on a show that was adored by law enforcement. I endure law enforcement. I always have. Um, and uh, you know, um, yeah, that uh, got yeah. me out of a few well, that's tickets. A, that's, a, that's a smooth segue into. In case you didn't do your homework, <laughs> here it is uh, for for Miss Bayside. Um, it's the annual Miss Bayside beauty pageant. Jesse is protesting because it's sexist. Zach makes a bet with Slater he can help anyone win. Slater picks Screech, who Belding reluctantly allows to compete. Then Slater manipulates Kelly and Jesse to join Lisa in running against Screech. Slater also enters the contest, so Zach blames Slater for a black eye Screech got from his robot. The whole school turns against Slater, and Screech wins the contest and is crowned Miss Bayside 
the end, and we're in Act One like that. You know, I remember going back to uh, getting tickets because I've gotten a few in my in my uh, driving career. I remember one of my Seems first like it, ones yeah. uh, was uh, on my way. It was on Los Virginis Road here in California, in, in Los Angeles, oh. which is on your I way got, to I, Malibu. I got my first. I got my first major ticket on Canaan. Just one over. <laughs> oh yeah, and I was on my way to uh, to film Saved by the Bell. Huh? And did that um, work? Did, did did you could you be like I I'm late to class, sir? No. See, and, and I got a ticket for that one. That was my very first one. And uh, the guy could care less that I was actually filming up the road. Uh, I'm like, I'm on this. Uh, I'm, I'm. It was a Malibu episode. Yeah. 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 And I was sense. on my I way to set. I process that. So. Yeah. I was on my way to set and and I uh, said, I'm, we're, we're just filming right up the way, right up the road here. And, and he goes, I, I don't care. You're speeding. Here's your ticket. Yeah. They don't. Uh, no, they're, they don't care out there. They're, they're not. Also, they're not. You're the, you're, you are just so far down the list of the most famous person in Malibu. And no matter who you are, there's, there's, there will be someone more famous and rich out there. So. Oh, yeah, They're not yeah, impressed yeah. by star power, you know. No, it's not but the five freeway. But being on NYPD Blue, you know, that was uh, that that was my <laughs> get out of uh, speeding ticket, uh, you know, card, um, and it was great. I, I I loved it. You should work like you should develop another cop show to star in next time. Like get a get a nice sports car and then be like, now to go along with this, I need a I need to star in a show about the police. I think that should be your next project. I'm I'm you know tech available if you need a you know a, a comedy writer with glasses. And we're in Act One. <laughs> so many smooth transitions Just today. like that, we're in Act One. Just like that, we are there. Um, it's the Bayside Auditorium, and we have learned that these seats, which can be movie theater seats, today they are class, I don't know, what's it called, assembly? Assembly seats. Um, yeah, they're, they're the seats the audience sat in. I love that detail. Um, Mark Paul, I've been called out for using the word fun too much, which I, I knew privately, but now it's out there. I'm going to try not to say fun at all this episode. So what a treat to see the audience uh, oh, seats. That's a better word, that yeah. Detail. That, yeah. That, that, that just rolls off your tongue. Someone wrote on one of our podcast reviews that I should get a thesaurus. That was the entire review. Oh. So I, yeah, it was, it was a short review. <laughs> My Lord. I mean, I, I feel like yeah. I have limited vocabulary. You're, you're a no, writer. I mean, and they said that to you? I know. You? And I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think I was trying to go too far in the direction of like. Wait, hold up. I, I actually do like this show and I'm a fan and I think that gets lost sometimes. So I try to balance that out with, Talking about how much fun I'm having, but, yeah, but okay, I need, you, apparently you, I need a thesaurus. You just, Fuck. yeah, that you how just, much joy I'm partaking. Yeah, yeah I mean, so hold up, you, see, you, I, you yeah. actually read the reviews for the podcast on, like, about once know. a month I'll pop in. Yeah, I'll pop really? into the iTunes section. I'll read the reviews. Yeah, I mean, wow. I'm curious to know what's going on. You gotta, you know, check check the stuff coming out of the kitchen if you're the chef, right? Boy, uh, but that, apparently I need a thesaurus, so. Yeah. I, what, did they say what I needed? Uh, n- a new co-host. <laughs> uh, no, they, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, but yeah, these, uh, these seats are the audience seats and I just never, I mean, my, my dumb, dumb self as a child never put that one together. Well, why would um, you? But here's the thing about this is that it, it, what I do remember about these audience seats is there used to be a railing right up front so that the audience, mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't fall off the stage and also that they, they couldn't just, you know, run onto the sets. Sure. Um, so when we filmed this, they would take out this metal uh, railing. Uh, so, you know, we almost, we almost lose a national treasure here with uh, Slater walking <laughs> by the people because there's like a drop-off. There's a good 
probably four to five foot drop off right there because the audience actually sits up in these bleachers so they can see the set better. They can see over the cameras and they can see the, 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 uh, the action. Well, Slater's got a whole lot of fabric to those pants, so it's amazing he doesn't sort of... Tr- I mean, he just shuffles with ease. Makes it look easy, but yeah, it's, it just seems precarious. Um, if you watch the Peacock version of this episode, there's a whole intro where Zach does like a bit oh. with the graph to the side of Belding. Okay, that um, makes got sense Got totally then. scrapped. Yeah. Because I was, I was wondering, I, well, Jesse's there because why? She's, I, I, I wrote it in my notes. She's president. So I oh. think there's a little bit of carryover from the election episode. Like, Jesse's president, so she's up there. Okay. Why is Zach up there? Zach was up there to basically say he's been like, he took a like a, a, a survey for Belding's approval. It's that graph to the to the side of him. And uh, like at first it looked like, oh, Belding's approval is way up. But then Zach turns the chart upside down. Belding's approval is, is real low. It's like a Belding dig. Uh, that's to start the episode. It's like Zach just goofing on Belding for about a minute and a half. I see why it was cut. Why was it cut? I mean, it doesn't do anything really. It's just like Zach is, it's like, oh, we're establishing nobody likes Belding at this school because he's the principal. Instead, the episode opens on Hulu, which I believe is how it was syndicated, with Belding just saying, listen up, it's Miss Beauty Pageant Week. And you know, Peter Engel, no baby steps. That's no baby steps. It's like, do we really need to know that the students don't love the principal? That seems redundant. We've already called him bald seven times in the last two weeks. Like, Maybe we just let him get on with the job. Well, I may have enjoyed myself in this episode a little bit more if I had more to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, Zach uh, uh, didn't have that much to do in this episode other than, you know, pimp uh, Screech out. He is, he's pulling some major strings. Yeah, he's like, his, I'm glad you used the P word because I was, <laughs> I was circling that one in my brain. He seems to, like his whole thing of like, come with me if you want to be a winner thing is pretty Yeah, um, yeah. we'll get into that. I, I, I don't understand Yeah, we'll get it. into it. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, I, this whole thing is a mess. Like, miss, I mean, what the hell? Like, hi, nothing. Look, if you're in the pageant world, if you compete, this is n- no disrespect to anyone who wants to do this. And that's, there's plenty of people who love pageants and love pageantry and the whole thing. But for it to be like an official high school <laughs> event, like... That's it. That's that's not real. That's so not right. You you may have said it in your summation, but I always check out during sure. your your um you know that yeah part. me too I zone out also yeah um but so this is the annual Bayside Beauty Pageant. This is the yeah. winner of this goes on to the Miss High School California right, which is pageant. you got to imagine the tickets sold for that event are for some real grade A creeps. And Jesse is against all of this, obviously. Yeah, right side of history for sure. Yeah. Okay. Did you know? that Tiffany was crowned Miss mm. Junior America in 1987. No, I, d- I knew she did like, I knew she was on like magazine covers and stuff when Saved by the Bell was happening, um, but I didn't know that. She, no, was, this she was, was already a crowned pageant winner. She yeah. was a crowned pageant winner, and, and those magazine covers were actually before Saved by the Bell because she was on the cover of Teen in 1988, having won the great model search. And then she was the uh, cover girl magazine model of the year in 1989. Hmm. I didn't know that. That may, I mean, that look at that. That makes sense. I guess, you know, she had a, she had a real career that became a real acting career. So I guess Jesse's, I, mean, I guess Elizabeth up, is up there as Jesse, just talking a whole bunch of smack about what got Tiffany to that exact place. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, we should also say this episode written by Bennett Tramer. Hello, Bennett. If you're out there in Radio Land, this is one of Bennett's. Hello, and Bennett. And kind of branching off, the, um, branching off the election episode is kind of political. I mean, like we have, uh, you know, it's like it, it, it has a more political vibe to it 
about, you know, gender and sex politics and yeah. You know, as I was watching this episode, um, enjoying myself, uh, I, I thought the structure of this episode was, uh, was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I, it was, it was unlike, I think some of the other episodes, there was, there was more structure to it. It it just had a a, a lot more backbone to it. Um, and it had a lot going on. There was like a lot of scenes. It kept, it kept moving. Um, yeah, I thought it was a, I I thought it was well-written. I mean, you as a writer, a did costume. you appreciate it? Uh, like, you know, <sighs> did, did you want to shit on it like all of um, at Alonzo's magic tricks? Or no, I would never do that, and uh, and I certainly <laughs> won't use the f word to describe how I felt about this episode. The three letter f word, I mean. Um, no, I I liked it, and I thought it's a, it's like a fun version of cheating. That oh, we kind of you get just to see. said the f word. Oh fuck! Yeah, no, I said the fine f word. Yeah, it's a it's a delightful version yeah. of cheating. I have a I have a thesaurus in my head, you guys. Delightful version of cheating that we get to see, like the rehearsals of the pageant show. Like you kind of get to see the the elements right. of the show right. as it happens, right. versus saving it all for the third act where it would be too full. Yep. So I thought that was a cool uh, use of of structure. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it was I, cool. And I thought so too. I delightful. thought <laughs> I, I thought showing the um, the dress rehearsal was an interesting way of smart. Of, yeah, it was smart very smart, choice, and yeah. I, I I I appreciated that. I thought that that uh, yeah. It really worked. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. And we're in the max for, you know, Lisa has a counterpoint to Jesse's to Jesse's perspective, which is like, it's fun to be pretty. I like being a girly girl. Leave me alone. You know, it's yeah. That's that's okay too. I think so. I, and and Jesse's like, I don't want to be judged on my looks. So then don't don't so enter. Don't. Yeah, that's let, okay. Yeah. Let, and also, like let yeah yeah let 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 the other students enter. I mean, uh, uh, uh God bless Jesse. Yeah, she's. I mean, it. She's or been, as they say she, in Georgia, bless her heart. Bless her heart. Oh yeah, I, I love that one. <laughs> that's a good one. That's that's a, that's a very quiet. F you is bless her heart. That's yeah. like the softest, the softest go screw yourself uh, that the human language has developed. Um, Jesse mentions the first woman on the Supreme Court in this little talk at the max. That's Sandra Day O'Connor. Uh, she was appointed under Reagan in 81, just nine years before this episode. I, I went and looked because she says there was a woman vice president. And so nominate or run ran for vice president. Yeah. Ran for vice president. Yeah. So that that's an interesting thing. Um I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna tell our audience all about that. Just just do yourself a favor and and just Google that. Just like who was the okay. uh the first uh female vice president. It's a fun little read. And um yeah, you'll you'll see that uh, the first female vice president uh nominee candidate. The first, the first female vice president just got into office. Correct. No, but I'm saying the the, yeah. the first one on the ticket and 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 all that. Right. It was it was pretty interesting how cool. far back that went. But again, we've we've made great strides, and uh, seems like uh, this should have happened a lot sooner. Yeah, I mean, it almost did, right? With 
Sarah Palin. I mean, that, there was a. I wonder what Jesse would have had to say about that one. That that's a. Yeah, that's certainly that a different one. a different Oof. avenue. Yeah, you forgot how quickly we all forget that we almost had the first female vice president uh, not too long ago. And moving right along because <laughs> we could be there on that one all day, folks. Uh, yeah, this is this is like Zach's very just bizarre. Like, what does he have to gain from knowing so much about beauty? I mean, my my devious mind is Zach is, you know, Zach is pleasuring himself to footage of, yeah. of beauty pageants. Seems yeah. to be what I'm to gather. Why else would he have this dark collection of tapes? Well, his dad What's does coke, and and Zach does uh, yeah. beauty pageant uh, VHS tapes. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, they got state of the art VCRs in the Morris household, and and they have two, so you can like tape a tape. Like they're. Do you they're remember ready how for- hard it was to to find material to to wank off to though? Sure. I mean, I'm a little past, but yeah, I've, I've, I, you know, I'm a little past your era of it being that difficult. I grew up with the internet, but the internet when I grew up was very slow and unreliable <laughs> and full of, full of twists and turns. You never know where you'd wind up. So yeah, I mean, it, look, it's gotten, technology has got, has made everything easier. It's certainly made looking at naked people like phenomenally easier uh, in the last 20 years for sure. So you're saying Zach was, Zach was relying on the Ms. U-Haul tapes. <laughs> Who's well, in this I, U-Haul? Dear God, that sounds no. rough. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> Have you ever driven a U-Haul truck? No. I'm just trying to get a, a sense truck. of who my co-host is here. Um, okay. Have you have you ever sure. gone to U-Haul? Have you ever like I've you know I've filled, even, I've filled propane? I've never filled propane. When I moved into my college, my first college apartment, um, there was a U-Haul truck, but it was uh, my stepdad took took the wheel on the U-Haul truck, so I, I was not behind the driver's seat. Oh, they're a pleasure to drive. You should you, you're I missing bet. out. <laughs> okay, I should just rent one just for funsies. <laughs> just why not? I mean, and, and tell me look, if they want to be a, look, if they want to be a sponsor, I'll drive that truck all across America. U-Haul, if you're out there, we'd love to do business with you on this uh, this delightful podcast where we disparaged your joke of a beauty contest that never happened. Let's bring back Miss U-Haul because I would like to see that. Sure. Oh God, I mean, oh man. Yeah, I, I I shiver thinking about about what that it feels like a lot of knife wounds visible in the swimsuit portion. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, okay, um, moving on. There's a ba- there's a background artist with uh, A's hat on. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that. I did. I did notice that because you know where my alarm went to in my head is is you can't do that. You can't have that on TV. Exactly. Can you? No, you, you have can't. To pay for that, you have to pay for yeah, that. You, I, you just how cannot, did she yeah, get away like, with it? My. I don't know. My it's so funny. My my fun feels like a neighbor of funny. I should probably cut that one too. It's so bemusing. My alarm went off when I like in my head of seeing that A's hat where I was just thinking, no, no, no. You need tape over that or get her Correct. get her a green hat lookalike. Like no, see no no, the, no 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 no. This proves my point that I think our show back when this was airing was under the radar. Like Fast MLB loose, yeah. was not paying attention to this because <laughs> this is this is. A lot of money right there. Yeah, I mean, that is they do not allow that. I was on a show that was that was approved, that was endorsed by Major League Baseball, yeah. but the rules that we had to follow uh, were were, I mean, mind blowing. Uh, but yeah, you know, I've done other other shows where you're like, you know, it's written where you're wearing a, a Lakers jersey or you name it, and yeah. the amount of money. It takes to purchase that. It's just a. It's a hard no, right from the beginning. It. It's. I mean. It, yeah. This is also the show that brought you like singing, singing the Beach Boys just for fun. Like, yeah. This is just an absolute. Because, like, because in the mind of the Oakland A's, 
uh, what if the person wearing our hat does something not good as a character? Well, that reflects poorly on the t- our fam. It's like they're very every team is very hyper protective of them. You know their logos and how they appear. And if you think back to '90s music videos, especially a lot of hip hop, like blurred logos all over the place. That was completely common. Uh, you know, I think everyone just got used to it. And also, she's talking to the twins. That's who the A's had is talking to the twins at the max. And yeah, Slater and Zach make their little bet here after Zach uh, says all the girls are going to be dogs at this pageant now that Kelly's not there, even though Lisa's right in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) Not cool. Woof, woof. Yeah, not cool. Not cool. Um, And Kelly is going to like bring her girly flair to protesting with Jesse. She's going to make the hearts pink and cute and fun. That's Kelly. But Zach says that he can make anyone a Miss Bayside. Yeah, he should have chosen his words more carefully, but he, I mean, or maybe not, he's, he, he does do that. Uh, Slater's arms at a nice 90-degree angle there on the seat. Yeah, I also want to point uh, out, he, he, is, um, he is pulling off the 90-degree thing here that we've, we've talked about in previous episodes. He also has the right. folded binder, which he'll get up in a second ah. and just grab it, just so that he has something in his hand. He has no reason to, to have something in his hand other than just to keep something in his hand. Gotta, and and yeah, it, you got to you know you got to pump. Well, yeah, just it it's it you can you're, it's a lot easier to adopt the ninety degree angle when you have something in your hand. And so that's my only that's got my it. theory of why he grabs it for no other reason. It seems like such a natural technique. Like I wonder if if Mario just does that with thing. Like I wonder if if, if you go into his home, there's like the mail is folded in half and magazines, and I, <laughs> I'd be I'd be curious. Like, is it just a, if you've been doing it for long enough? Is that just how you approach paper? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So what you talk about next time he's on. When I when I watch the uh, the new Saved by the Bell um, right. on Peacock, we're, we're giving it a plug on right Peacock. there. Uh, the first time you actually see Slater again, he is actually holding something in his hand. It may be, hmm. it may be a security for Mario as an actor to have something in his hand while he's acting. A lot of people do that. I know that Brad Pitt used to do that quite a bit, or there were there was talks about what he would do, but he would eat a lot in scenes. He was always eating, and it's just like a, a thing that you you do uh, as an actor. Like you just need a prop. You need something to to kind of get through things. Um, so you know, maybe that's what, what he was doing. Robert Downey Jr. in the Marvel movies, I believe he hid snacks around set, as I am to understand. So there would be snacks for Robert Downey Jr.'s character to be munching on uh, in scenes. Yeah, yeah. And also, I just want to point out that uh, if, since we're on the topic of uh, Slater and Mario. I do believe that uh, we are at the end of his perm's life uh, in this yeah. episode. Yeah, and and my hair as well. Thing. A lot of product, but my hair as well. It it, it seems like we both need a trim. Um, and I, I I I do know that I'm not giving any information that isn't already out there. But Mario Lopez used to perm his hair. His mother, actually, I think, or a family friend used to perm his hair uh, between episodes to to keep that tight curl. Going because Mario has uh, straight hair and I yeah. had not blonde hair. Yeah, you guys had to. There's a little bit of movie <laughs> right. magic going on. That's what it was. And this, uh, you know, this whole thing of I can pick anyone and very, you know, I think I mentioned it. It got brought up last week or a week or two ago. Like she's all that or that kind of movie where it's like, ah, I will pick someone and you know, my fair lady them. Uh, and yeah, Slater picks Screech, who instantly wants to shove a milkshake up his nose to show he's. Not ready for the pageant world. <laughs> Don't imagine Tiffany was doing too many nose milkshakes before she got those covers. Yeah, that would have been so hot. She uh, would have won more. 
She would have won more. Yeah, that would. I mean, it would have set her apart. The judges would have been like, I, I remember her. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. We're in Screech's room for... uh... Another ALF joke, if you're tracking the ALF references in this show, of which there are many, many, many. Uh, and yeah, Kevin the Robot, who apparently drinks soda now, that's cool. Uh, maybe, I mean, Screech should really be getting like a Nobel Prize for this insane robot that consumes actual liquid. Uh, Zach gives Screech a, a pitch that I thought is nefarious, but like good here of like, ah, like Screech, you can break boundaries. You know, you can like be... You can you can redefine this archaic thing, which on the surface like is good. Zach is just doing it to win fifty dollars. Yeah, I would have thought that I, I thought I would have thought that they would have bet more money on this. Fifty dollars seems rather low, especially for these uh, privileged kids here at uh, Bayside yeah. High in the Palisades. It's like a it's like a standard bet though, and I mean to flash back to to my schooling days, which were I guess a good ten years after this. That was like fifty bucks is a lot of money yeah, for no, someone. I th- in, like, you know what? That's... You're right. You're right. Because I just bet somebody on this uh, Connor um, Dustin Poyer fight uh, the, yeah. in the UFC. I just I just bet somebody a hundred bucks, and it was a big deal for me. Like I was like, oh man, a hundred yeah. bucks. And I, by the way, I lost. Um, Sorry, but, to hear that. Uh, yeah, and uh, but yeah, hundred bucks. I, I guess that would have been the equivalent to fifty bucks then, give or take. Yeah, yeah. It was like that's a, a lot. That's a lot for a lot. kids too. Yeah. Like these. These kids have a problem. Like you should not be gambling every week with your friends. <laughs> you know, save that for adulthood. Can we also point out that uh, Kevin the robot wears uh, glasses that uh, are oddly like Elton John's glasses? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean they're uh, well, they're novelty sunglasses. I mean, for lame joke. No, that's a good joke. I like it. it. It's fun. Oh, you like yeah, that it's, one? Yeah, that's all right. Was it? Oh fun? shit! I said fun again. God fucking damn it! <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Stop I love it. this. By the way, this uh, is the best. Whoever pointed that out is a genius. It was two back-to-back reviews. I swear to God, two back-to-back reviews on the iTunes review section, but only one of them said I need a thesaurus, which has cut me like a God, knife. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It might have been our producer, Terrence. Terrence, I mean, Terrence, that's a great way to get in front of me. Yeah, hit the reviews once a month. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, Screech has these glasses because they're for, like, they don't make novelty regular glasses. They only make novelty sunglasses. Uh, So they had to be kind of, you know, modified a bit here to feel more like glasses, glasses. The most boring behind-the-scenes insight that you certainly could have pieced together as a viewer. And we're in the halls of Bayside. Screech took the pitch, you know. There's a protest going on. With only two participants. It's kind of a yeah, sad it's a protest. Pretty, I mean, it's not much of a protest. It's more like a um, an awareness campaign. Uh, but yeah, it's they're they are making their voices heard in the halls of Bayside. They don't have class, by the way. In case you're wondering, Mark Paul, who has class? Who has time for that? The twins are here. They don't get a line yet, but it costs they will. money. It costs money to give people lines. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Just ask Derek Morris. That's a cocaine joke. Uh, <laughs> hey, oh, well done. <laughs> 
Yeah, well hey, done. thanks. It was all right. Yeah, was, I, d- I don't know. know I don't know exactly how how much it costs to give background lines, but I I do know it's it's a considerable bump in their rate. Um, yeah, and we'll see later on that we they mentioned they got they got scripts when they got a line. That was like a big deal. Like they got copies of the script versus just showing up to work and someone's like stand in the corner and fake talk to each other. Yeah, I'm always surprised when when they don't give scripts to um, background that have lines because I I don't think that's standard practice all the time to give them a full script hmm. to know what's going on. They'll give them a scene, um, and they have no context of of why they're saying this or what what what's actually happening. It's always it's always interesting to see the background trying to piece together the story uh, <laughs> of of what what's actually happening in the scene that they're in. It's it's uh, I I really wish that we could just leave the scripts around for people to read, but we all know that some people, um, some people, uh, have used that, uh, privilege, uh, for, for not so good reasons. Uh, they've selling, abused that privilege. They've abused the privilege. They've, 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 uh, yeah, you know, with the internet now you can release scripts and all that stuff. But now they do this thing with your script. I don't know. I don't know if our audience is aware of this now, oh, yeah. but on every single page, your yeah. name is imprinted on. It's how would you say that's it? like a shadow? It's like it's watermarked. It's watermarked. There's that's, that's my the, that's thesaurus. The, there it is. There's that writer brain. Yeah. I got it. It's watermarked. There it is. Yeah. Um, they also do that for auditions now as well. When you when you get uh, sides, um, they used to do it just for the big films. Um, they would watermark uh, the page, but uh, now they do that for pretty much everything. They they watermark everything. There's all kinds of stuff like that. Like for Sopranos, they shot, they shot, not even wrote, they shot multiple endings just so the crew wouldn't know how the show ended. Like they have multiple endings of this show floating around out there just to prevent uh, that kind of, you know, that kind of leak. That's when you know you're on a pretty amazing show when you have to uh, oh, yeah. sh- shoot alternate <laughs> endings that even your crew <laughs> won't know how it ends. Yeah, even you don't know how it ends. Like you're on the show and, you, and people ask you how it ends. You have no goddamn clue. Well, that was me on um, on on my show that I was with uh, David Milch. David Milch was a writer on NYPD Blue and fantastic writer, a brilliant writer. D- Deadwood, uh, if you're a fan of Deadwood, but uh, he did a show called John from Cincinnati, and uh, he was notorious for just not having scripts. And we would come on set and and we'd have a full cast, uh, you know, it's like an ensemble cast on John from Cincinnati, and we would have no idea what we were shooting that day. Uh, he was doing that actually on NYPD Blue as well. Uh, there's there's multiple stories of him just not having written anything and and kind of writing it on the fly. But anything from David, you know, coming out of him was was just gold, and and uh, he got away with it. I think that writers, uh, producers, showrunners, they're. I, I I think that leash leash has been shortened um, because yeah, again, there's that been seems some foreign abuse. to me. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not used to. Um, I would feel very stressed out in that environment, being anywhere in the chain of command, knowing we were showing up to work without a script. Yeah, no, and and on <laughs> John from Cincinnati, I, I have I, that's one of those shows that I was on that I actually have no idea what the character I was playing or what the story was about. I I actually felt like background on that on that uh, on that show. It's funny when I have people coming up to me saying, "I really like that show," and I. I was like, "Oh, that's great!" Because I have no idea what that. Can you tell about. me about it? <laughs> I could not tell you about it. I just. No, I mean, like when someone comes up to you and says they're a fan, like, "Cool, it sounds like a good oh, show." Please oh, tell yeah. me what it was. Yeah. No, I listen. I'm, I'm. I just want my coffee from the the barista. Yeah. I don't have time to talk about John from Cincinnati. Okay, guys. Sure. 
Okay. Very busy. All right. I'm do. I have a podcast to produce. I have, you know, yeah. I have, I've, I have to take my four kids to the snow. I'm, I'm He's I, speeding up and down the state of California, <laughs> getting all kinds of almost tickets. <laughs> oh boy. So, I don't think fun. John from Cincinnati got yet of any tickets. I bet that. I bet no. I, could, I wish Vegas would take me up on that bet. Certainly did not. <laughs> Let it all ride on that. Yeah. The signups for Miss Bayside are in Belding's office. That's odd. Yeah, that's the definition of a casting couch. Yeah, I didn't like that. Like Lisa comes out of Belding's office, but like I just signed up for the beauty pageant. I am reporting you immediately to anyone. Like the no, the no, no, no. Any any of this should be going on, but not behind a closed door. Number one. Yeah, that's not fun. That's not funny. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just kind of icky, implied icky. I, I felt icky. I mean, I know yeah, that's a kid show. I get it. Uh, I felt icky. Uh, and yeah, Zach, Zach has turned his back on Lisa. He will not grant her any harbor uh, now that he is with Screech. Uh, I love that. Like he just thinks he's a kingmaker or a queenmaker, I guess, in this. Like he just believes that he, only he can, only the winner can be with him. That is such a profoundly like specific energy. It's very confident. Not a lot of people, not a lot of people have that in life. There's some language here in Belding's office of, um, Entering a man. Zach's like, Belding's like, you can't enter a man. And Zach's is like, I'm not entering a man. I know what they mean, but uh, oh, I didn't my ears perked up. That. that sounds pretty dirty to my ears. <laughs> All this entering a man talk in the principal's office with a sign in. I was just like, this is, I know it's for kids. I get it. But was there not a different way to say that, Bennett, if you're out there in Radio Land? I love that your mind went there, though. Oh, yeah. It, it did right away. I couldn't help it. Because I saw that Can't in your notes, because we'll let a little secret notes, here. Do, yeah. You do share your notes. Yeah. And I saw yeah. that Belding's office, and it says, entering a man. <laughs> now yeah, that I'm it reading did. it. In quotes, I was like, <laughs> they say it three times back to back. I was just, And I get the, look, guys, I get comedy. You got to repeat the stuff and make it sound, I get it. There's other ways to, look, I'm not the only one who needs a thesaurus, okay? <laughs> See, and, and for me, I thought it was odd that they were calling Screech a man. I was like, he's obviously not right. a man. He's a boy. But well, you, you, can't, you certainly can't say entering a child on TV. Yeah, you can't say entering a boy. No, I'm, you were, they, that would have gotten flagged. So maybe this was the better version, I guess. I don't know. It's a kid show. It's just for kids. It's, it's pleasant. See, that's a synonym for fun. I also love here how quickly when Jesse birth like when when this whole thing gets shut down, which Zach only put in Screech's ear five minutes ago, Screech does this like I'll never be a I'll what is it I'll never be a beauty queen. It's I thought that that cracked me up how how much he's invested so suddenly, played very sweetly, and Belding will allow it. He'll allow this this zany switch here. He'll he'll let Screech enter the contest. To get Jesse off his back. I mean, there's a lesson there. If you apply political pressure, you can get some concessions here. And like Jesse's on board. She she is accurate. Like, why not? Why not? What's wrong? Why not let Screech enter this thing? Um, this this episode comes like dangerously close, dare I say, to to like real social political commentary of like what's what's wrong with this, really. And you know you're talking about entering a man and using different phrasing, but but sure, Mr. Belding says Jesse, if I let this, and he goes contestant enter the pageant, right. I had a problem with him pausing on this. I mean, they, they probably could have phrased that a little bit better too, or maybe it was just the delivery of of Mr. Belding of Dennis. Yeah, well, he was, was right. 
he was trying to get the. I mean, this is actually like a current a current day thing. He was like trying to respect Screech's pronouns, really. I mean, trying to like understand how to like refer to this person in like a gender fluid term. Like, like I'm gonna say it again. This this episode steers eerily close to being like, oh, this is like spot on progressive politics. Belding's trying to be sensitive to the issue. But really, let's face it, folks, he's trying to get Jesse off his back. I mean, there's a two-person protest directly outside his office. It's only impacting one person on campus, one Richard Belding. And see, and this is why I'm going back to the very first scene. I think we needed to see that he was his approval rating was was down in the dumps. Ah, you're you're correct. Ah, yeah. that that is that it that does. I That's, mean, it's helpful to see. It, it would Need have been helpful a because it's, why it's is he helpful, pressured? Yeah. Why is he feeling this pressure to do why this? Why is his back against the wall? Yeah, he right, saw that when only Jesse and Kelly are outside his door. That's a good point. Yeah, and by the way, he- Plus it would have been more for you to do. <laughs> yeah, it would have been more for me. I would have had more screen time, which is never a bad thing. Which you got, which you got by the way, on a Saturday morning in 1990, it's just been cut for DVDs and syndication. Oh. But not on Peacock. Okay. But not on Peacock. And yeah, Screech is in. Screech is in this contest. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And we're in Act Two. We are in the halls of Bayside for a, uh, you know, a little Slater manipulation. Again, I think Slater is really. We're in the middle of season two now. Um, after the Miss Bliss run, Slater really has like taken up this level of pitting people against each other and sort of puppet mastering his way to fifty dollars. <laughs> uh, that seems to be the the Bayside way. Yeah, I, I'm 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 getting the sense that uh, he's becoming a master manipulator. And I'm wondering if this yeah. is a rub from, uh, like, this is rubbing off from Zach, like he has to keep up with this because he seemed uh, to be such a sweet little, uh, you know, I mean, boy. Can we call him a boy? He's not really a boy. Well, he showed. He sh- let's face it. He showed up to Bayside with a mortgage. That's a man. But he, <laughs> you know, like if you go back to King of the Hill, the the original pilots, like Slater was versed in manipulation, and even with the Aloha Slater, he kind of used the fact that everyone was thinking he was dying against them. Like he, he's had his toe in the water, but this thing that he's doing is very Zach specific where he like just surveys the land and picks three people and just like flips them on each other to get his way. That's, that seems like he, he learned from the master who is Zach. Lisa feels, you know, like this whole thing is a mockery, which I, I, I guess kind of, but like, do you, what do you care, Lisa? <laughs> like, just let him, let him enter. This joke here, where Slater says "Mama," I mean "Miss Mama." Um, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it initially, but it's echoed in the in the reimagining. I believe Slater says "Mama," and then he calls Jesse "Doctor Mama" in the reimagining. So that one little joke in this episode gets a uh, gets brought back in 2020. It gets reimagined. It gets reimagined. Yeah, that's correct. And we're in the max for Slater now to convince Kelly. Uh, again, just sort of pitting everyone against each other so he can come out on top. He mentions Snap, Crackle, and Pop. They are the, you know, the cartoon mascots. You know them. They sell Rice Krispies. I looked them up. They go back to the year 1933. 
uh, six years before World War II. That's how long Snap, Crackle, and Pop have been around. I had no idea. That was, that was news to me, Mark Paul. Are you a, a Rice Krispie fan? I used to grow up munching on some Rice Krispies and then moved on to Cocoa Krispies, the, you know, little, uh, the, the devilish neighbor to Rice Krispies. You get some chocolate milk at the end. It's not real chocolate milk, but it's, it's better than regular milk. Uh, it's okay. I, I've, I've cut out a lot of cereal. I don't, I'm not like a big, not a big cereal guy. I'll eat mm-hmm. some if it's around, but it's, it's seldom in the house. What about you? I, we, we have a lot of uh, cereal because we have a lot of kids, but um, sure. yeah, I, I, do, I, do, kids, yeah. I do appreciate a good cereal every once in a while. I, I did my fair share of uh, cereal commercials growing up. Um, hmm. uh, I remember doing a Donkey Kong commercial. Did you ever try that cereal? I don't think I was around for Donkey Kong cereal. I mean, that's, that's got to be a limited <laughs> run, right? I mean, how long were they selling that stuff? What was it? Just like regular cereal with some Donkey Kong marshmallows? Is that what they were, the kind of con they were pulling? It was like these little barrels because remember Donkey Kong mm. used to have to jump yeah. over the barrels? And of so I know well, re- he threw the barrels. Mario jumped over. Oh. I'm nitpicky, but yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I see what you're doing there. You're, and you're right. I mean, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah you're right. That was fun. <laughs> thank you. Um, but don't uh, use that. Don't dare use that word around me. <laughs> <laughs> I can use it because I don't use it that much. I'm sure there's other words right, I use. Right. Listen, I don't you're, need to know what fucking words I use a lot. You don't or need to I know. You're, I don't want to know. You got kids and mountains and oh, speeding tickets. Lord, and, just let me. Your be. schedule's packed. Yeah, let just me let be. Me exist. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I do remember the Donkey Kong commercial, and and some people will say, "Well, why does you remember a commercial he did when he was probably 10? Why am I doing this voice? But why do I remember That's a commercial that like. I did when I was ten rather than a show which I was on for four you or did, five years? You did the commercial once, right? It stands out. It was one it's like a day memory, in my yeah, life, it's unique, correct, it's a unique memory. Correct. Yeah. I have memories from the show, people. So settle down. I just don't have memories of the actual show we're watching because it was this is an edited thing of my experience if that makes sense yeah. like I, I remember yeah. certain things I remember Mario in this episode taking his shirt off and me feeling uh, you know grossly uh, you remember that we have well, a memory you well, remember yeah, the, because the swimsuit he portion. took off his Got it. fucking shirt and he looked like that at, at 16 it was like oh my That's god great. he looks like a he looks like an action figure Adonis um, <laughs> but no it's anyways, so going back that. to the Donkey Kong commercial I remember that because I had to do this very specific thing where I took a bite of the cereal and then I had to crunch mm. it with my like, mm. like make this over exaggerated crunch towards the camera. And I'm kind of doing it for you now on Zoom. And it's it's a shame that our yeah. audience can't see it. But it was like, like a fine. crunch They're with not, my you know, molars, right? Yeah. It was like a arr, right. kind of crunch. And I had to do that so much. And it was without cereal, uh, without uh, milk, excuse me. And I had to do that so much. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, you know. It's like it's, torture? It's a, better, it's a better crunching sound without the, the milk. But that's, I remember having to do that obscene. so much during that day that I actually got a headache. Oh. My mm. brain hurt. My jaw hurt from having to crunch uh, Donkey Kong cereal. Um, but basically, Donkey Kong cereal tasted like Captain Crunch, which I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of Captain Crunch. Um, I'm sure you know someone on t- Twitter is going to be unless they want to be you. a sponsor. In which case, look, in which yeah, case, I love Captain, Captain Crunch, Crunch. Wants to come up. We'll drive Captain a U-Haul Crunch. full of Captain Crunch yep. across this country yep. for the next season. <laughs> um, but I, I'm a fan of Lucky Charms. I love Lucky Charms. I love uh, ah. Fruit Loops every once in a while. Um, yeah. uh, I like all kinds of cereal. I like, I like, I like Honeycomb. I liked uh, uh, Frosted Flake. There's not a cereal that I don't like other than. Um, Sounds like you got a beef with, with the captain, but that I do. could be Donkey Kong related. <laughs> I do have a beef with the captain, but I also don't like, uh, what were those things? Uh, um, oh gosh, what are those? 
why are we on this tangent about this? Uh, but there's like know. this it's really sugary good. cereal that's like but I can guess. different colors. Smacks. No, I love Smacks. Cocoa Tricks. Oh yeah, Tricks. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't a fan of Tricks. It was different colors. Hold on, I can do this. Yeah, you already different- mentioned Fruit Loops. Fruity Pebbles. Do you kind of like Fruity Pebbles? It was kind of like okay. that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it might have been Tricks. I wasn't a fan of Tricks. Um, mm. Yeah. I like it. Lucky Charms. We actually like for the holidays this year. As like a little treat, uh, me and my girlfriend had like Lucky Charms around the house for breakfast. Like, like we we could not keep Lucky Charms here uh, twelve months out of the year. That would be insane. But to kind of cap off the year, and you know, we didn't go anywhere this year, or do anything. We had some Lucky Charms, little little sweet treat in the morning. It was fun. But I'm telling you, when that box was done, we I felt like an actual like drug addict in a crack house. I was like, oh, maybe just one more box of charms. And like it was like, no, 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 the box is done. It's out of the house. Back to plain Jane breakfast. Yeah. Well, we can we can uh, continue this uh, conversation on Twitter. Let us know what your favorite cereal is. <laughs> Hashtag F the captain. We'll know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, where are we even? I just there's so we've we've covered so much and so little at the same time. It's a paradox. Um, yeah. Slater has has manipulated Kelly here. Kelly is going to join the pageant. Um, and when she tells Zach that there'll be no more dates, like she she tells like he's on kind of um I don't know she's on like strike let's just call it uh the look Slater has the, as the scene he, like this is such a bizarre bizarre look he's off camera nodding happily it is like strange what it is, is he a strange, looking at? strange look because I don't I mean the audience he's looking at the he's looking at people in in the seats. Right. It is, it is an, it is, I, I giggled when I saw that bizarre. look. It is a very yeah, bizarre too. look. Um, but it make, it just makes me laugh. It's like, it's so it's, out of character for Slater. I just loved it. I, yeah. I, I love that look that he's giving. Um, yeah. It's, it's a like, funny choice. <laughs> which, oh, it, it's a humorous choice. I'm going to stop any FUNs in this for the rest of time. Uh, and the girls are in their locker, their locker room for a fight. It looks to me, like they're all wearing clothes for different activities. Like Kelly is dressed as if it's a slumber party or something. Jesse is wearing like you would not do anything athletic in these clothes. And Lisa, no, wait, maybe Lisa's the slumber party. I don't know. They all look like they're in different. I guess Kelly's like athletic casual. Lisa is wearing way too much in a giant bow. I don't know. They looked, it just looked bizarre. Like a couple weeks ago, they were in athletic uniforms. That tracks. That's what they're there to do. I don't know. Thought it was an odd choice. And so they're each mad at each other for entering. Right. But well, th- they only really have a right to be mad at Jesse because she seemingly flipped on her, you know, her morals or her principles. Right. And then uh I I, I like the uh the line uh, Kelly come lately. That's obviously a play on uh Johnny come lately. Right. It's fun. Good job, um, Bennett. I thought that was Love a very it. good job of of that, Bennett. But uh then there's a that group hug at the end. Um because as as Lisa says, come on, it's Screech. So they feel it's like Screech. they're only competing against Screech again. Are there no other students in this in this school? Janine, or I think that's her name, Jenny. Jenny. I try to look up the actress. Jeannie Tyler. Jeannie. That's who it is, right? Jeannie, Jeannie Tyler. Tyler. By the um, way, um, they don't give her any credit. We'll get to Jeannie uh, yeah, coming up we'll in get Act to Three, um, but they they don't give her any credit, and she did such a great job in this episode. They gave Kevin the robot uh, a, a a plug. <laughs> yeah, he's on IMDb. I mean, yeah, he he fought for that. 
I yeah, I tried to look up who played her, and there's kind of like a a patchwork web out there of information on who played what characters and background artists. And uh, yeah, I was I was surprised I could not track her down. If you know who played her, please please let us know right after you you know tell us whether or not you like certain serials. A lot of conversation going on. We're now in the base auditorium, and 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 Jeannie actually does the 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 twirling of the batons. That's actually her doing that. I was very impressed yeah. with that. That's like we we well, you got to give her credit for that. I I thought the same thing, and it was like she she's good at this. It it felt odd to me that she's not credited, or I don't remember her coming back significantly. Maybe she's around at the max or something. I don't know. Yeah, she's good. It's a. I mean, oh, I almost did it. It's a joyous activity to see her. <laughs> this, fun is a good word for a reason, guys. Um, it is a delightful, I think I've already used that one twice this episode. Yep. It's great. It's Two a treat. Two thumbs way up. What a treat. It's a treat. That's a great word. It's a treat. And we also, in, a, in addition to, um, to Jeannie's like exemplary twirling, uh, we get that, we get Lisa's really good at violin, something that gets brought up here but never again. Yeah, but it's so weird, like choosing a violin as her talent. And the only reason I say that is because I, I, I know that I play the guitar in episodes, forthcoming episodes. Uh, at the time, I, I did not play the guitar. I, I do like to fiddle around now. So I know, you know, certain chords and certain licks and things and, and whatnot. And I try to be somewhere on the fretboard that would, you know, <laughs> the, the, in the proximity of where I should in be. In the, the zone. Pepper. Yes. In, in the, the zone. zone of what a person who's playing should be, yeah. But watching uh, uh, Lark play the violin, it's a very specific thing. Like, I don't know much about the violin, but I do know that she's yeah. n- she's not really playing because her, 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 uh, her fret hand isn't really doing all that much. But she's really good with the bow. Like, the bow is actually, like, she's listening to the music and it's actually... On like she's hmm. she's working the bow, which I I appreciated her doing. So I'm wondering if she like maybe had the heard the music. Maybe Scott Gale was able to give it to her uh, so that yeah. she could kind of uh, play along with it. Because um, I I know that uh, you know on like on mixed dish, my my character plays guitar uh, on Franklin and Bash. He played my um, my my character played guitar as well. And you get like the you you get the track. To, to, to play to so you can practice. Um, so it looks, you know, legit. But I think she did a, yeah. about a good, a good a job as she could. But I just thought it was odd. Like, why pick something that you could, you know, see that she's actually not playing? Like, why not just give her something else to do? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, also, doesn't it kind of bump with the fact that Slater's talent is an instrument? Like, couldn't, couldn't you just do a non-instrument thing for Lisa's talent? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know the butterfly routine uh, that that uh, cracked me killed up. me. I thought that was so that was funny. Great. She really committed got, to that, and I love when she runs backstage yeah. and you know the boys and coming back out. I thought it's it was awesome. so good. I, I I was I was laughing really. I mean I, you know, I take I take real joy in these episodes. I do enjoy them, but I've seen them a bunch, and so they kind of like washes over after a while. But that that particular butterfly thing is is a riot. I avoided saying funny. <laughs> I also like the whole thing of you and Slater in the wings watching. It's a it's a well done segment that that pays off later. How you kind of are in the wings for the rest of the show. I thought that was a creative use of space. And then poor Kelly having to sing uh, Blue Moon. Yeah, everyone's laughing at her inability <laughs> to be good. Um, she pulls it off though. She here. does a great job. Though. Oh no, she's great. It's comic also gold. like 
This is a um, comic gold, comedic gold, comedic gold, comedy gold. It's just gold. It's just gold. It's a chuckle bonanza. Um, This is also though a real. This is a real thing that that Tiffany is. I mean, it's played up for laughs, but I will say this is true for honestly both men and women. But maybe women get like a slightly easier break on it. If you're like conventionally good looking, you can be very very bad at something and doing it, and no one will say anything to you. (laughs) They'll just let it ride. Uh, they will not interrupt you to give you notes. They'll just say, good job, honestly. Uh, so this felt true to me, that Kelly would get up there and be bad and no one would say anything. Also, the song she's singing, Blue Moon, um, I fumbled over it uh, in the Save the Max episode. We both did. We couldn't figure out Belding's radio intro, like the ring-a-ding-ding-ding-dong. That's from Blue Moon, the Marcel's version. Um, someone We couldn't figure out the name of the song Belding was singing, but that's, that's what it was. So the second Blue Moon reference in Saved by the Bell and that song goes back to 1934, just one year after Snap, Crackle, and Pop. So say, do that in, do that intro again. I, I didn't catch that. It ends with like, bring a ding, 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 dong. Hmm. Can we use that, Terrence? Can we say that? Can we interpolate that part of the song? You know what I'm talking about, Mark Paul. <laughs> no, I just, I just wanted to hear That's you do it again. I just wanted to hear you do it uh, again. I could do it all day long. I'll send you a card. I'll send oh, you one of those cards. I want it to be my ringtone. You open it. Oh my God, I'll be, I'll be dead and gone, and you'll still have that card opening up just in my memory. <laughs> Uh, Screech coming out as the great Screechini, uh, obviously, a, you know, play on Houdini here. Um, I noticed that the carnival, the ski carnival last week, Screech just emerges in this very fancy tuxedo, like a magician at the, the end when your dad has been, um, your roots has been discovered by both your dad and building. And I remember thinking last week, like, that's a weird costume choice. It's the same golden tuxedo. So I guess they had it from last week or they knew they'd have it this week and, it gets used twice. I mean, why not? Maybe, maybe, maybe Dustin just had that. It's a well-fitting tuxedo. And yeah, Slater, <laughs> Slater just deciding that he is going to stack the deck one more in his favor by entering himself. Uh, and he has, a, he has a hype man while he plays drums. I thought that was uh, a specific choice, that there'd be someone like hyping Slater up behind his back. I mean, like, yeah, this is good. Yeah, he put the uh, the hand on the shoulder after. Uh, yeah, he like Slater he's like that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Slater does he's, his little run. He's like, yeah, man. I think he's also on stage. Like other performers get 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 observers on stage too, but Slater has the most enthusiastic. Like everyone else is just kind of confused at at everything else they're seeing except Slater's drumming. That's certifiably cool, and we know he's good at the drums. That's been established in real life. Mario, I mean, uh, which brings us into Act Three. Screech's room, you know? It's a real energy in here. And Kevin just wallops Screech in the face. You might want to check that programming. Boy, was that a stretch, though. Kevin puts his arm out. Screech yeah. is looking the opposite way. Kevin says something, and Screech turns I mean, into Kevin's hand. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gives- not even sure I believe it, and I was there, yeah. <laughs> like, I saw it, but I, I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, my God, you're being abused by someone. Your robot did this? I wouldn't believe it. Yeah. And then uh, he pops up with a shiner and uh, Zach's going to use that uh, to win the beauty contest. Yeah. This would be the second time. um, First one being cream for a day where Zach has seen someone's face be damaged in the middle of one of his schemes and thought, I can use this to win a beauty contest. Yeah. It's interesting because I, again, I don't remember while I was watching this, what the outcome of the episode was going to be, but I thought that was interesting. Like yeah. he could come up with that idea. So fast. That's so a specific fast. type of brain. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't like he's, he sees, 
I mean, I'm sure, Mark Paul, maybe, I mean, maybe your mind is like this. You saw a don't, you saw a don't go around sign and you were like, I know what to do. But like some people see opportunities in other ways that, that most don't. You know, most people would not see that black eye as an opportunity. Um, but Zach does. He jumps on it. And by opportunity, we are into the uh, the next uh, scene, and he We're blames halls, yeah. it on Slater. This is brilliant, yeah. by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go back. I, I was like, I was like, I think I did this one for Zach Morris's trash, but I'm not sure. I I made I made I think fifty of them, so I they have blurred together. But I went back and looked, and I was like, well, what did I title it? It was the time Zach framed Slater for a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly I'll, the most extreme interpretation. I I just didn't deny it. I I I threw. I you, lobbed. You you threw it out there, and then like th- the the shot of Zach walking away, being like like yelling it is so over the top. I mean, you have to laugh. It's fun. Uh, it's for kids. Yeah. It's for. It's not. It's not fun. It's for kids. And this feels very um. This feels very Ferris Bueller-y to me. You know the. The rumor mill that escalates very quickly around a student's health. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. And the twins get a line here on the steps in the hall. They get they get they get back to back lines, really. Everyone um, gets lines. This is an expensive yeah, oh episode. God, after we after we had to play, pay uh, Major League Baseball to use the A's uh, cap, uh, yeah, this was a very expensive episode for the uh, for the producers. You got to write the Marcells a check for Blue Moon, or it's the 1930s. I'm sure it was past uh, what's public domain by that point. Yeah, everyone is just the, the the school is gossiping about about this beating Slater gave Screech, which is like really. I mean, it's it's really messed up. <laughs> it's really it's really dark and messed up that Zach has spread this rumor. That would be. I mean, the police might get involved, or you'd probably get suspended. I mean, if if this got back to building, but you know, it's just for kids. It's a kid show. You're allowed to defame someone and say they beat up a, a fellow student. Let's get to the real reason for the season here, Mark Paul. The beauty pageant happening in a school auditorium with teenagers, real teenagers. Tiffany was 16 at the time of this, I believe, or she was 16 when it aired, uh, in swimsuits, in the in the auditorium. Yeah. This is nuts. This this is uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, I've we've said. I think I brought this up in a previous episode where Tiffany would have to wear, you know, bikini. Oh, is it the episode where I sell off her bikini and she it was comes the Lisa down card? It's a Lisa card, right? Um, yeah, and and just selling go, a swimsuit worn by two girls, basically. That's what you were doing. In that yummy. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, th- th- I, I do remember Tiffany being uncomfortable doing this, and I will point something yeah. out that she does. And it's just a it's a, it's it's a sure sign that she's uncomfortable, and rightly I so. Know, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. I haven't but, seen your notes, but I have, I have a hunch. Yeah, but rightly so. And again, Jeannie Tyler, the the actress who plays Jeannie Tyler, she comes out here. She does the batons. She comes out in a freaking bathing suit and owns it. Yeah, and she doesn't even get any credit for this. I mean, it, shame Crazy. on shame on them for not uh, for not putting this girl's uh, name on the credits. Um, but she, she was probably first. like, keep me off this project. Keep me off this weird <laughs> Maybe. sicko show you guys Maybe. are running. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but God, I mean, to, to come out and, and in front of a live audience, I mean, this is, this is, yeah. we, we did this in the evening in front of an audience. Um, yeah. It's probably cold oh, in there. God, it was cold. It's cold on, on, on comedy sets, uh, on, on sitcom keep it sets. Cold. Yeah. You got to keep it cold. So anyway, 
good for her to come out. I'm sorry she had to do this, but um, <sighs> yeah, you know. my yeah. I mean, I already shared my notes with you, but for the listeners, my note at the top of the scene was this is horrendous because <laughs> uh, it is. And yeah, here comes Kelly. I mean, she owns this too. She's like strutting out there, but yeah, it's just like this is crazy. We notice on the way back, though, she struts out there, but on the way back, she kind of yeah, covers her bum it. with her hands yeah. and, and puts it back there. And uh, Jesus, I mean, I, I would, would too. Oh my God, I'd be, yeah. Oh my, I'm, I'm covering way more than my butt if I'm out there in that bathing suit. That it's, thing is like not leaving a ton of the imagination for being in a, at, at school, for Christ's sakes. Like, again, we you mentioned it, but if you're at the beach or a pool, there's more context to see someone right. in a bathing suit. It, it's jarring. Um, but yeah. Tiffany owned it, and she she demurely walked away. I just want to point out there is a real creep sitting front row in a in a I want to say it's like a purple turtleneck. Uh, I don't know. This guy seems way too invested in every every turn of this thing. Are you a turtleneck wearer? Have you worn a turtleneck in your life? I, I have, but not as an adult. I think I got dressed up in turtlenecks as a child from time to time. Um, I, I recently saw what was I watching? I was watching The Bachelor, The Bachelor, and. Uh, the guy, the bachelor, wore a turtleneck, and I remember thinking, like, "Huh, I wonder if I could pull that off." I don't think I can. I don't think I have enough neck for it. You don't have enough neck, you, like the the girth of your neck or the length of your neck. I don't. know. I just think that the, I'm like I'm posturing here on Zoom for Mark Paul as if he's like my tailor. Uh, I don't know. I just I just don't know that I have the build to to pull off a turtleneck. I don't. Think you have, I have a the, neck. I'm looking at you. You do have a yeah, neck. I'm not, so I'm not you, you're yeah. not necklace. Um, no, which could, is another. Thing I think you could pull off a turtleneck. Neck. Now the question is, you. should you pull off a turtleneck? Uh, because you called the guy creepy. I, I, yeah. I'm going to throw it out there, but I think most people who wear turtlenecks are creepy. Is the is the bachelor a creep? <sighs> is no, he seems he seems like he's doing it. I mean, it's a tough job to be honest. Being the bachelor, um, he seems like he's pulling it off. He doesn't give me creepy energy, um, but uh, no, I think he. I think like his turtleneck looked was good, and I thought. Oh, that feels like a way to dress up but be casual. I think I'm envious of that. Like, I feel like I have no middle. Like, I would just wear like a jacket with a tie and a shirt. Like, I would like go all the way the other way. Right. Um, whereas it's like a nice middle ground. I don't know. I don't like pulling a turtleneck over my head. I remember as a kid, I, I haven't worn a turtleneck in my and you know since I, I've I've had the choice. You swore them of, off. Well, yeah. and since I've had the choice of wearing, you know, what I what I, what I want to wear. Um, but I remember having to pull a turtleneck over your head wasn't enjoyable. And then also taking it off. It's like it, there's no right. easy way to get this thing on and off. There's what's it? It's like um, I've never been waterboarded, but I'd imagine it's a it's a distant neighbor of waterboarding. Where when you're in the middle of putting the turtleneck on, no, it's okay. When you're in the middle of putting the turtleneck on, there's like a split second where you're like, am I ever going to get out of this thing? And you you panic a little bit. That's what what I'm thinking of when that long Uh, neck is going over your face covering. Now I need to see you put on a turtleneck. I want to see the anxiety that that, that you exude when you're putting on the turtleneck. We have to sure. get this I done. Mean, now you're, this could be a pay-per-view event. Yeah, sure. We can start a Patreon just for me trying on turtlenecks. That seems like fun for the audience. Good way to fleece them for a couple bucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, we could probably charge 99 cents, I'm sure, for that show. All right, back to the um, show. Look at Mario right. coming out. Speaking of shows. Without a turtleneck. He's just wow. in gym shorts and uh, scrunchy socks. Um, and shoes. I mean, this is his beach. The girls were wearing heels, though, so he's allowed to wear real shoes. Again, this is a 16-year-old, possibly a 17-year-old, maybe when we were filming this, but 
this is this oh, is wow. incredible. Yeah, He's no, a specimen. That's, that's, a, that's an adult man. Yeah. He, no, it's nuts. I mean, we. I think we've goofed on we've goofed on everyone at this point a little bit, but it is worth noting. Like Mario's in peak straight up. That's peak physical condition of a human. <laughs> it's nuts. This is a a kid show, uh, but the audience doesn't love it. They don't love his muscles anymore because he used them to beat a student up, which is a again a very very bad accusation. Well, it's funny because uh, I I know that you know the audience in real life that we had watching this would have gone nuts. So they either had to yeah. tell the audience to not uh, react, but as he walks away, I don't know if you caught it or not, but there's one lone <laughs> cheer for Mario, oh. and it, it's somebody in in the real audience, not not the mm-hmm. um, not the Bayside uh, student audience. But there's a little cheer. They just couldn't be contained. Him. They couldn't be contained. I mean, how could you? Look at the yeah. guy. Look at the guy. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, good lord, the guy is like the guy's. Yeah, he's not built like a like a child. That's for sure. Uh, and Slater and Jesse both did not make the final four. They got cut. Genie is back with a great joke. Bennett, if you're still out there listening, great stuff here. I loved it. I love that Belding says he's going to ask them one question, and it's just Jeannie's, here's are you ready? And she says yes, and that's done. That's, that's good for me. No gold. notes on my hand. Comedy gold. Yeah, simple. And she's, you know, blonde. It's, that's played for laughs, I guess. It's the 80s, 90s. The, that trope was more in vogue than it is now. Great stuff. Kelly does a cheer, right? It's fun. Oh, God damn it. Kelly does a cheer. It's light. (laughs) (laughs) I am just... We only have one more of these for this run. Let's see how long I can not say phone for. And, you know, Lisa gives like a straight down the middle speech. She should win. I mean, let's face it. Lisa should win this thing. Well, uh, yes, I I agree with Lisa should win this thing, but I am going to deduct points for that dress. I'm not a fan of that Hmm. uh, that dress of hers. Um, I think her being very fashion forward that she could have done something a little bit more sleek, more refined, more elegant. Uh, it, it doesn't, I think it's about opulence. It's like a wealth thing. I, I think some of Lisa's like gr- grandiosity is like of, she's a more is more person, um, was how I read it. But sure. She could have done something that looked like she was going to the Academy Awards, not the senior prom. Correct. Uh, may have been the, the there thought. it is. Yeah, there it is. Building, meanwhile, he does look like he's going to the Academy Awards. <laughs> Dennis in that tuxedo. Love that. And Screech here with his black eye. I mean, we get Scott Gale on the keys for Screech doing his his very selfless monologue of like, hey, even if I win this thing, there's no way I'm winning the next thing in this extraordinarily perverted high school uh, gladiatorial match of bodies. Um, don't vote for me. Don't vote for me speeches seem to work. They, or they seem to not work as intended. You generally get the votes if you deliver a don't vote for me speech in film and television. See also election. He makes a point because the winner of this is going to move on to the Miss California. Right. He's, he obviously can't enter in that contest. Maybe, maybe. I mean, ain't no rules. Like, I don't know. It's probably the same rule book. Like, maybe he can. I mean, no. I think he's more just saying, like, there's no way I would win against... I don't even know how many how many high schools are competing in Miss High School California. There's so many high schools in California. This contest is a mess. <laughs> he should have said, "Don't vote for me because Lisa cares about this and I don't." That would have felt truer to me, but whatever. 
Zach yells that he's still on medication, which is so he's let's just call it what it is. I mean, he he set Slater up to that he beat up a student, and now he's like screaming like this guy's crazy because uh, he's on meds. That's these are not good things to yell into a crowd, especially when you're going to be there for a few more years together. <laughs> I was actually pretty shocked by the uh, lack of reaction from Slater after I tell him that uh, the reason why. He wasn't cheered. Oh man! Uh, yeah. For for his uh, amazing physique and and how, why Screech wins is because I told him you know that that he was the, the culprit to the the black eye. Um, I thought Slater was just going to deck Zach. Instead, he's yeah, like, like, oh, okay, well, oh, you know, shucks. Yeah, I mean that that, that you 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 possibly uh, could have damaged his reputation for. Permanently, yeah. Permanently, if you if you were the guy who beat up the dude who entered the beauty pageant, and then also you entered so he could lose, like you would just there's no coming back from that, zero. But Slater is just like, yeah, I've never. Uh, I, I had the same reaction of, wow, how does that is either a lot of maturity or everyone at this school. I've I'm gonna float the theory again. There's like a carbon dioxide leak, and no one can hold on to memories for more than 24 hours. <laughs> That seems Maybe to be that's what my makes excuse. Sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been breathing fumes for thirty years, and yeah, Screech. Uh, Screech wins. He he's crowned Miss Bayside again, like a a a, cha- a win that defies what we previously knew about gender and fluidity here. And like, uh, this is a, this is a progressive episode in a way that is obviously played for laughs, but is like I thought it was cool to go back and, and revisit. And what a treat we get building singing at the end. Yeah. Uh, Seemingly making up the words as he goes. Sure, but he does a great job. Or like, or like fudging the, you know. Yeah, he's again going back to like real stuff of like pronouns and like trying to like get the right, say the right thing to, you know, be respectful. He's trying. And that's that. That's the, that, that is Miss Bayside. That is Miss Bayside. And as we watch the credits, Jeannie Tyler yeah. gets no credit. No credit. She was like, look, you perverts, I don't want anything to do with whatever show you're running with girls in bathing suits. I don't I don't get it. I'm I'm out. I'm moving away from Hollywood. This place is this place is scaring me. <laughs> uh Marpaul, we have another episode next week, but it's actually our last of this season of this podcast. We've when we signed on to do this this run of a first season of this podcast, it's it it ends. Next week, we didn't plan this, but it does, with one Jesse song, pro- certainly the most famous Saved by the Bell episode um, ever. I mean, it's got to be, right? You know it. Dashel, I'm just going to say, I'm so excited. Wow, there it is. Oh, my God. It's mm-hmm. almost like we don't have to do it now. No, uh, that's it, but, actually. And I'm going to say- Good night, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say that was fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's next week. So that's, uh, I'm excited, too. The anticipation. I can't believe we watched this many together. It kind of blows my mind, to be honest. So how many have we done? 24 so far? I think I think next week is 25. Yeah, I think that's wow. correct. I think wow. it was like that was the number that was picked. And I guess we the first episode we did of the podcast was not even covering an episode. It was just us like, hey, hi, nice to meet you. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, they'll, they'll, this was the episode twenty five, and next week will be twenty six. Well, it, it has flown by. I hope the uh, audience is enjoying it as much as we do, because um, it is fun. We, me too. Oh, there I use the F word. Oh, too. I got you doing it. Now you got me. You gotta doing watch it. it. But it, it is. Uh, it has been enjoyable. Uh, it's been a treat. I I I, I still <laughs> do not like to watch myself. There is a reason sure. why I do not watch my work. Um, but I I have enjoyed uh, watching these episodes uh, and and uh, honestly I, I I enjoy the other actors I I think that uh, Tiffany and Mario and the, and the rest of the gang Dustin and all of them um, really carried me because <laughs> I feel like I was the weak link um, but that's my that's that's my opinion other people have theirs um, but that that's how I feel about this whole thing. But listen, we're we're creating a show here. The, the the we we I hope everyone is enjoying it as much as we are. Um, and uh, yeah, we have one more to go, and let's uh, let's go out with a bang. Hopefully, we can get the uh, the beautiful and talented Elizabeth Berkeley to join us. That would be a treat, and it would be fun. It would be it would be a fun treat. I'll say it. I'll just say it because it would be. Uh, I'll keep my fingers and toes crossed. Thank you, Mark Paul. Thank you, the listener, and we will see you next week. Zack to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malangone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Schuf. Thanks to the whole team at Cadence 13 and to you for listening.